0: you're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder excitement and discovery it's time for an adventure through odyssey hey everyone welcome back to the adventures through odyssey podcast odyssey revisited i'm will hero john we're doing all three parts of the right realizations partially because it was christmas and we were all a little busy but also i don't know about you i didn't have a lot to say about each individual part so yeah kind of the same Right. I felt like releasing one longer episode would be better than releasing three shorter episodes that were kind of bare bones.
1: Have you been recording this whole time? Yes. Oh, sorry. We were talking before the episode and Will was recording me without my knowledge.
0: I told you I was hitting record. Mm. Didn't that? A- anyway, don't worry. We're brothers. It's fine. Don't sue us. I, I don't think someone could
1: sue you for recording me if I wasn't suing you. Oh,
0: okay. All right. So we're still going to go part by part just to at least break down everything that happened. So part one, when Maury gets arrested, the team has to come together. And yes, I'm just making these up. Um.
1: <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I get the vibe that you don't like this episode, like these three parts.
0: I don't dislike them i it's one of those have you ever like watched something and want to take it on its own merits but every time you suggest how something could be different it's like oh that would have been so much better yeah but let me be honest i didn't i kind of liked
1: this whole three-parter i i think it's a little there i don't necessarily love how everything wrapped up yes i and i think this and we'll address it here because i think it's a good Time to address it. I do think the stuff with Emily is very quickly done, where she's really upset, leaves, and then which just like you should help, and it's like that's but, not bad. I think Emily might do that, but as a narrative thing, is like part of the lesson, it's a little. And then she it happens the really end quick. Like it, if they're gonna make this a three-parter, you could have had her wait until the end if you really wanted her. Like she could have had a thing where she was thinking about it. And then like the part two ends with her coming to the
0: part one ends with her coming to help. Okay. So do you want to know what my structure would, if it's going to be three parts, my structure would have been this. So Abigail Geiger mentioned in that interview that the scene with wit apologizing to Emily and asking for forgiveness was added at the last minute, which if you listen to that episode, that's pretty obvious. I kind of thought they were going to go. Emily helps because she's friends with Susu and has forgiven wit, but still doesn't trust Maury. So here's what I would have done. (laughs) Parts one and two are a little short. Let's, let's just call that as it is. They're both less than 20 minutes. Um, I would have, after the scene where Mori gets arrested, keep going. Cut to them coming home. And instead of Mori not being allowed to touch a computer, he can't be within 100 feet of a computer. Yeah, so, it does feel convenient He's like, you're not allowed on a computer And then he's just like, I'll tell you exactly what to do on this computer Right, so like, Maury has to be in another room Away from them or something, and Emily says But Mr. Whitaker, No one on the team is as good with computers as Maury Because she can at least admit that Then Whit says, you're right, Emily, no one on this team is as good with computers as Maury But you know someone who is Who? Matthew
1: Oh, I mean, okay, let me... let We can address the Matthew thing in a sec, because I agree with that. But also, I don't want to be dumb. wit programmed applesauce, presumably right. parts of it. He's programmed the Imagination Station, where it's like, oh, I know a little bit about computers. Like, wit probably knows as much as Maury, maybe just not about hacking.
0: Well, who, know, who knows so much of the Imagination Station was Eugene, let's be honest.
1: Well, fair, but I also think it's it's underselling how we've perceived wit like knowing a lot like this even is if like i don't know a lot about hacking and viruses
0: right that yes but yes, which is convenient. maybe it's gonna mean that more you can just sit there you're right
1: so right like i think in real life they wouldn't be like oh we can have your computer out but you can't use it, but other people could use it. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's really how it would work if there was actually, like, evidence on that computer. Also, I don't want to be rude, and this is not, like, a big issue because I'm more, this is not, like, a writing issue because I think it's fine from a writing standpoint. But I'm just thinking, like, in reality, would a small town like Odyssey have, like, a computer forensics unit? Because they bring the computer in, and this guy's like, here's what we're able to find on the computer. And maybe, like, it was obviously planted on the computer. But for some reason, I just... Except then they're like, Odyssey's about the biggest town we get to. So is it implying Odyssey is
0: bigger than we think? Okay, yes. I wondered about this, too. Like, so if Odyssey's the biggest town they get to... Because we've said this before. Odyssey fluctuates from being this really small town of, like, a few hundred people in it to... Like, a small town in the sense that there's less than 10,000 people in it.
1: Oh, I think Odyssey's creeped over the 10,000 spot at times.
0: I think so, too. I'm just saying, like, is Odyssey a small, small town or a large, small town, if that makes sense? Yeah. I feel like at times Odyssey's
1: been painted as, like, having, like, 50,000
0: people. I I tend to agree. So, here's the thing. If anyone listening has parents or has worked with police. Maybe <laughs> a computer forensics lab is just a common thing now because so much is done on computers. It's true. I mean, I believe but, like,
1: part of me is, like, feels like they would just be like, oh, we had to ship it over to Connellsville to get the, yeah. <laughs> to the feedback or something like that.
0: I totally agree. Like, we needed to either get rid of the computer or, like, keep Mori away from the computer somehow for at least a little bit. And I think yeah. Mori not being in the room would have just helped
1: the matthew thing is this is i think part of it is they don't want to get another actor for matthew and i think i mean we talked about how we didn't love the parker slash like love like matthew and emily's relationship but if you're gonna have this big thing i mean i guess i give odyssey some credit for just being like yeah their friendship just ended and is dead but it is weird like that odyssey would do that
0: so, like, they do the escape room episode, but then they do that remote imagination station episode where Emily realizes she kind of needs Matthew, and then they just never touch upon it again. Yeah. So this would kind of be my pitch. Maybe Emily doesn't want to forgive Maury, but another reason she's hesitant about the team is she's hoping Matthew will want to start solving mysteries with her again. And now we're thrown into the situation where we need Matthew's help. And Yeah. The whole th- and then she kind of learns to embrace the team. Okay. Matthew does not want to do this with me anymore. And I I respect that.
1: I think part of it is they don't want to cast another Matthew. I, I,
0: right. I think the real world answer is they don't want to find another voice actor.
1: So. Yeah, which is fine. But it, it is weird because there is a whole thing, like, after the Matthew thing where he taught, like, where she says, like, he, he, like, Maury, like, messed
0: up my relationship with Matthew. Yes. And, again, maybe just having him in the episode would be a way to help bridge that which brings us to part two so part two could still be all the computer hacking you know like matthew's at witt's house we still have the scenes where emily goes to the trailer and really mucks up that interview <laughs> well
1: so here's the thing i i agree with you that it would have been better had matthew be in it but i don't know if that it was just an option for them right. I, like-
0: I agree i i think it was probably at least discussed at one point and the option just wasn't there Although if you listen to our January news roundup, which is coming out after this one, they talk about something in the official podcast last month that raised an eyebrow and I'll talk about that then. Okay. Without the ones like you
1: who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Cause do you know what Maury also not being in the room accomplishes? What? At the end of the episode, it makes more sense that people didn't notice he left. What do you mean? So remember at the end of the episode, like, did Maury leave? You were all in the same room, and you didn't see Maury leave?
1: Yeah, that's true. And he, like, was able to take Emily's backpack, and... Yes. So, So, so here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. keep going.
0: I I just wanted to also talk about what actually happens in Part 2. They justify Trey as being part of the team, because when he joined the team, my first thought was, okay, he's doing this as kind of like, you help me, so now I want to help you, but what is his definable skill? Well, he can draw, which is great but i kind of like he's, the implication. he's the
1: drawing and bronze as seen in part three
0: <laughs> i was about to say the ending of part two where the guy's chasing susu down also implies he's the muscle well it's so
1: addressing that i was a little like shocked at how violent this episode was which i yes. mean i guess i give them credit but like i'm kind of surprised like because the guy like starts throwing stuff and like and like emily says I'm fine. He
0: didn't touch me. Which is clearly their way of. Well, yeah. Saying but this it's is why still we can't like,
1: call the police. The fact she had to say it. Where it's like this guy was getting violent. And then like. He like. Pushes. And like. Like Suzu's Su- bleeding. Yes. Um. And it's, like, bad. And then, like, Trey comes and just tackles the guy. He's like, I'm gonna go beat up this girl who stole money from me. And he gets, like, torn up in the glass window and has to, like, go to the hospital. And, like, it's, like, fairly
0: violent. Yeah, I agree. this is a fairly violent episode. I think it, it's a guy getting mad his plan is falling apart. I did find it very funny that the way they defeated him was he Winnie the Pooh himself in a window. It is pretty funny. But it's interesting because we haven't had,
1: like... I kind of liked it, but I would think some parents as kids would be freaked out. Because it does feel like he's dangerous. Right. I was surprised there was no Paul
0: McCusker introduction.
1: I know. I'm kind of surprised... Yeah, th- I was wondering if there's going to be a Paul McCusker introduction, but I'm kind of surprised they didn't, like, keep him. Like, he's just going to jail. It's like they're keeping the girl
0: as, like, a future antagonist. Probably because she's closer to the kid's age. I think the Odyssey team I mean, right, knows it is we a better, can't have them chasing down an adult man. <laughs> I agree. It is a better villain. Yes. And, we'll and come it's back. like a
1: kid the similar age. Yeah. And we'll or come a little back to older. That.
0: Yeah, and we'll come back to that in a second, but uh, the other thing I point, I noted, so when we talked about the formation of the team the first time around, we mentioned wouldn't it be funny if every kid in Odyssey is telling like, oh, Zoe, we need you to write a news article. I did not think the next team episode would actually, in my mind, be like, okay, now we should have had Zoe show up. Oh, Because I, I understand the idea is supposed to be Emily doesn't know how to conduct an interview, so that's why she messes it up, because we need the third act of part two to happen. Yeah. Um, But like in a real scenario, I think Wit would have said, Emily, call somebody else.
1: It's fair. I mean, I don't know if the idea is that Wit really knew that Emily was going to do that, because then he Wit's like, that doesn't mean anything. He could have gotten the money from inheritance. Like that's not proof. And he's like I mean, maybe Wit kind of knew, but it also seemed like Wit was kinda like Yeah, Wit seemed a little Should we have done like should that have been done?
0: Yes. So, and that is the other thing. The big takeaway from the last team episode was also, we need to follow the rules, which, you know, seems to be aimed at people like us who often complained that the Jones and Parker episodes, a good chunk of them were mysteries the kids should not be involving themselves in. Yeah. Or like doing things like breaking into the principal's office. I don't know if like a kid broke into the principal's office because he heard it on Odyssey and that's why they had to say it. So it is just interesting to me that they always are skirting the line of breaking the rules the whole episode can i say this
1: i feel like i don't believe the begin it's more dramatic and so it's like and it makes sense with like other like procedural things i think in reality wit like the officer pullhouse yeah would have like contacted wit and been like, can you bring him down to the station to talk about this thing? Versus him showing up at witsen and arresting him. Like, especially a kid. Like, well, usually they ask, like, can you come in? Well, that's, that's
0: Detective Paul House for you.
1: Well, yeah, you could argue it's Detective Paul House. I think it's more dramatic. And that's, like, a yes. lot of stuff. So I can't really fault Odyssey for that.
0: Yes. Now, I just also want to know, in terms of stuff we learned in this episode, how Trey being an artist will play into future adventures? Who knows? But, right, so, I do also like that they immediately establish this girl Maury met at the thing did something. Because the moment they're, when they dedicated the first two and a half minutes of part one to talking about the girl, I'm like, okay, so she's gonna play some pivotal role in the story.
1: Yeah, like, I, and, like, I kind, okay, here's the thing. I was able to guess, like, okay, this girl might be involved, and then, like, when they were talking about, like, the, he talked about his, like, assistant, on yeah. the board, I was like, okay, so the assistant did it, and the assistant's probably the girl. But I feel like for a kid, they wouldn't
0: pick up on that. I do agree. And actually, the assistant on the board was the other thing. So, in my version where Matthew was in the story, and em- and Maury's in the other room, and Emily's still trying to trust Maury, as opposed to, I guess I'm doing this? So, up until this point, it's been an uneasy alliance, but then Trey comes down with the sketch Maury Described, and it's the assistant she saw on the board. So then part three opens with Emily finding Maury and Maury asking, Why are you helping me? And Emily says something to the tune of, Because there's no way you could have known what his assistant looked like.
1: Yeah, it's hard because here's the thing. I, I, part of my issue is I would have rather had this episode. I was okay with them kind of making it that quick, but I thought they were going to kind of wrap up some of the arc and they did like emily seems more about the team and maury took a big step towards like becoming a christian slash realizing some of that stuff even though i think the situation's a little odd where it's like oh what's the right thing to do like break break my my like what parole Parole. or whatever
0: yeah can we talk about that scene where he's hearing voices in his head for a second i mean i thought it was kind of like like it wasn't supposed to be god i thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I just found it interesting that, huh? Okay. Yeah, it's,
1: it's an interesting choice. and But I feel like what happens at the end a little bit is that they could have had like a big rap. Because here's what my problem, right? Maury starts this episode basically being like, yeah, I do all these good things in the community and I'm making amends. And so it it feels like it's setting up as like Emily needs to like come to terms with that. And it could be a little more that she's like a little more skeptical of Maury. But like after she comes back, she's never skeptical, really. Exactly. So it's like that's kind of weird because Maury's already in like a good place again. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. Should I like... Use my computer because that's against the like what I did, and it's like, yeah, sure, but that's it's also like a weird, like practicality question versus like a morality question. It's kind of a morality question, but like it's a little, it's a weird little choice. And then I feel like they could have wrapped up some like Suzu going to the hospital because of that, they could have cut that and like kind of had maybe a more solid resolution and like. I think... Okay, here's my issue. It feels like there wasn't a ton of resolution. Like, the team thing, I like that they set up the team. But by him, like, actually talking to her, it's like, oh, you'll be hearing from me soon and, like all that stuff with it. I would have rather had it had kind of a solid, really good note to end on with Maury. And then like it teases her talking to like herself, which Odyssey has done before, like implying that she's going to come back for revenge on Maury instead of kind of setting up like, oh, we're going to have like Maury's in a place where she's about, like he's about to have this game with her.
0: It's yeah, like so a that was
1: note to end on.
0: Yeah. And i I agree and i'm sure that's gonna play into a later episode where emily finds out maury's been like antagonizing her a little bit and everyone gets mad at him or something but yeah
1: and i don't think that's bad but i i i I here's the thing i actually like this episode quite a bit as like a detective episode as like even like a thing for maury and emily to an extent i guess just with how it was it feels like i wish it would have had a little more of a conclusive ending not like conclusive it's like oh we're never gonna have the team where like this girl's never gonna come back but just like you know like a like you're feeling like Maury's in a really good place
0: yeah so that was actually the other thing so Maury clearly feels bad that he humiliated this girl at the contest I don't think they ever actually explain what he did but then and he's like I need to think about this my sister's in the hospital now because of it but then immediately calls the girl after Wit leaves the room too after Wit says Good night, my boy <laughs> That was kind of sweet, but it was this sweet, is actually but probably... I just thought it was funny yeah. this was actually a pretty good episode for Wit in terms of what he was doing like it, it again, it seems like the writers have really taken heed the wit let this go too far thing.
1: yeah, I think Wit does a really good job in here. I mean, and I think like some of it's out of his control, right? but like yeah, it works well, so here's the thing. I actually quite like, I thought I liked this episode more than I thought I was going to. It's just part three. Like, like I felt like I didn't need him to become a Christian in this episode, but just when it was ending, I was kind of like, okay, like, do we need this?
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, the longer we've talked about, the more I've softened to it, because I just felt like it was all a little too short. And for calling it the Rydell realizations, what do we really realize? <laughs> I guess yeah, Maury that's... realized some stuff. Well, yeah, Maury's realizing some stuff. But that's why it's like, it's
1: a big three parter. I don't love that it ends like on a very purposeful, like cliffhanger. Like, oh, they're going to fight in another three parter down the line.
0: Well, that's probably going to be part of the Novacom thing. They're clearly building up. The one thing I would that's say between, those, between this three parter and that hypothetical one you mentioned can we please have an episode of like the team stopping the school lunch computer hacker or something
1: that might be i think that might i think what's next album is it will be like just the like the four of them solving some kind of mystery or maybe right. i mean maybe they will bring matthew into some regard
0: right i'm just saying some low-key side, low-key team adventure just so we can feel the dynamic a little more outside of there's a crisis occurring no, I, I agree. I wouldn't be
1: shocked if that's in the next album because I don't think the big. Now let me say this: I don't think they should have done this, but I would have like laughed and kind of liked it. Um, if they had ended it with her, uh, what I they kept changing the girl's name. What is her official name? Clara. Carly. Clara. Carly. Carly. Clara. <laughs> uh, Kari. What? Wait, was it? I'm so confused. Carly. Carly. Okay, Carly. If she had been like, I'm gonna get him, I'll just need my dad's help. And it, like, pans to her dad walking in, and it's like the Novacom guy.
0: I mean, that might be where they're going with it. I don't know. This is actually, and actually, the whole thing with uh, Carly... So the idea is supposed to be Carly thinks she's doing the right thing by getting the money back, even though she's doing it through nefarious means. This is clearly, and I hate when shows do this, supposed to show us how far Maury has come. Like, we are... However, and they always do this, Maury would never have intentionally sent a kid to juvenile detention. I agree. It's also very confusing
1: because she took the money... And then, like, she's also, like, she would drain those old, like, he was, the guy was, like, she would drain those old people for all they were worth. So I was just very confused. She's like, I'm getting justice. But then she's also just taking all the
0: money. Exactly. So it was just a note I, I mean, had mean Maybe that... she's going to
1: come out as she's some weird, like, I only stole from the rich old people. Exactly. It's just like, I don't I know, him? but it was weird. Yeah.
0: I just hate when stories do the, here's how far a former bad guy character has come by showing someone doing something they would have done when they were evil. However, what the other, the new bad guy is doing is a significantly more over the top thing. Yeah. Anyway, so before we wrap up, we never actually got to read the other three episode descriptions. So I'm just going to quickly read those two now. Right notes, wrong key. Right notes, wrong key. Jules Kendall gets a unique opportunity to use her music talents with a band, but joining them could mean hurting a friend and lying to Connie.
1: Sounds like a Jules episode.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. So the free monthly comic is kind of a prequel to this apparently, where uh. Jules is driving Bridget home, picked, and almost runs over Jay, which, you know, accidentally almost runs over Jay, but then she comes to a mysterious house, so it, I, We'll see. It seems like so. Whatever it's going to be, it's a Jules, Bridget, Connie, Will, episode. Buck cameo. I don't think so because maybe he'll be on the phone, but because the, there's another. This ends up a two part called "Making an Honest Buck." Mm. Okay, I'm going to redo this description. Buck Melster's life takes an intriguing turn when Jason Whitaker arrives in Baltimore with a spy job for him. <laughs> Okay, so I'm actually very intrigued. I guess it's a good way to try to to bring Buck in. Right, but I will say this. Uh, Jules Kendall is on the cast list for the two-part Buck episode, but who knows if he's just on the phone. The big question of if Jason still working for the government. Exactly. The ever-unknown question. Right. This, I will say, though, doesn't this kind of feel like the plot for the first episode of a spinoff?
1: Kinda. I wonder though if it's actually gonna tie into the NovaCom
0: stuff at all. Yeah. Well, and again, listen to the like, January it could news be a more up. it they could be a more go- info.
1: Okay, because it could be a little more of a goofy one, but like it actually like some of the information is right. So that we'll actually see. sounds
0: like an interesting episode. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My only thing is, it was, I hope not, but, like, is every Buck episode suddenly going to be, here's a friend from Odyssey we pulled out? I think he'll sometimes
1: come. I mean, you could
0: say, like, oh, it's Buck and you, Katrina are uh, visiting yeah. Odyssey. Well, I'm sure they're going to do that. Like, it would yeah. not surprise me if somehow during Novacom part two. But we'll get, we'll get back to that. So that wraps it up. Right Notes, Wrong Key is on Thursday. So we'll talk to you about it then. Keep an eye out for the January news roundup. I'm Will.
1: who get it done.